Right, welcome back. Ipping Closure Friday. Whew. That has been a very long and painful old week, gents. How how are you how are you holding up? <laughs> well, as my uh, as my little uh, name thing here says, I'm still living in the basement, so pretty good. <laughs> Doesn't sound very good, Dan. <laughs> uh, it's, been, it's been a really, really actually been like a really, really good week. Like really productive, like both physically, like training like gym wise and all that kind of jazz but like i feel like in the markets it's been not i've not really been like focused too much on it so i've whenever i've logged in um i've just seen only down so at least things have been consistent there's no like not been too much of like an emotional roller coaster of up down up down up down it's just down 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 so yeah it was pretty good yeah it's been a good it's been a good week also been feeling quite um quite tired but i think there's been quite a lot happening which obviously we're going to cover this this morning. Um, I know that I know a lot of people are crying. Markets have been pretty much down only, but this is what a bear market looks like, guys. You know, we've we've spoken about this before. You've got to aggressively take profits. You've got to be ruthless. If you're not ruthless, then you're going to get stuck with the bag, and you're going to be crying. So, make a note when it goes up this- again. Make sure you sell at the top, and even if you miss. 20 30 percent rise further to that as long as you're done holding a bag at minus 90 percent dude this is exactly what happens when you have 10 weeks of only up and things get so overextended they're going to come crashing down and they're going to come crashing down a little bit further than you know your little technical analyst lines were saying because it is just it's just a law man like you can draw like a like a like a line here with a with a line here and then and the fibonacci doing that and then I think there's something like a, called like a GAN spread, which does that on the chart. And I was like, "What's that, man? What's that?" Like, it's it's, it's going down for a little. It's going down for a little. What a Friday vibes, man. It's going down for a little bit longer. But are you, are you saying uh, technical analysis is is um, horoscopes for men? Mate, mate, when you like put something on a chart and it goes pow, like a like a fan, like in Thailand with a. <laughs> You know, then uh, then you got to start questioning. You got to start questioning what you're doing and giving it like these fancy names and colors. Like, shut up, mate. It goes up then down. Yeah, it's like um, I don't know who refers to it like this, but you know, if you kind of look up at the sky and there's like a million clouds, and someone says, "Can you see like a a so and so, like some kind of object?" and you're like, and you you squint and you can kind of make it out, and you just like, I can't remember what the phrase is for it, where you just kind of see shit that sometimes isn't there, like. Depending on which which way your sentiment lies, you can you can effectively pick up any kind of um, market structure, can't you? So if you're like net bearish, you'd be like, oh yeah, that looks like that looks definitely bearish. But if you're like all in, you're like, oh yeah, you just convince yourself it's um it's the most bullish market structure of all time, isn't it? So um, yeah, we'll get into the thing, it. We'll the, get... Thing the thing you're talking about is called LSD, mate, on the beach. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> so we'll get into some charts and things a little bit later. There's a I mean, it all looks pretty like shit, but I think there are a few. There's always something going on somewhere, so we'll kind of bring those up. But um, first, uh, I'll just pop my screen up. Dan, do you want to take us through the latest installment of the newsletter? And while I'm doing that, if anyone hasn't subscribed yet, one, what are you playing at? You've um, if this if our kind of subscriber growth was a shit coin, um, it'd be all the rage. It's just continuing upwards in this upward tra- trajectory. The uh, the referrals seem to be kicking in. Um, so if you do want to subscribe, it's free. We're never going to sell you anything. 
All we want is um, your little subscription. You'll get newsletter twice a week in your inbox. It takes less than five minutes to read. Um, and it's just all this good stuff that we're talking about all the way through the week. So if you don't have time to kind of listen to us ramble and talk like yeah. idiots for an hour, then this is probably your best kind of one size fits all. So yeah, what's what's been going on? So on Tuesday, we had um, March Madness with these five narratives because March is set to be like an absolute crazy month, both like outside with what the, the Fed's doing, but then also inside the wonderful world of crypto with all these different narratives. And what we try and do with this kind of like more of a narrative hunting one is give you give you ideas. We're not shilling anything. We're just giving ideas on what could potentially play out now. This newsletter was freaking long, man. Like it is like a proper Lord of the Rings style book. So if you've got like a nice cup of tea and a cup and a packet of hobnobs, you're going to do yourself very well this weekend to <laughs> just to re just to read into to some of these. You know, make some notes on you know your um your watch list and then just take it from there. But yeah, like we we identified uh, Garetti ETH was one, which was always. Okay, let's just start from the top. And uh, and I p please, if you are reading this, please just keep scrolling down. Don't switch off after the hippies at uh, ETH Denver decided to <laughs> crash the market with their little sing song. And then you had this pleb here. You know, I don't know what he was doing, like some kind of like world star hip hop moment, like rapping on stage. I may get out of here. Cryptocurrency mistake. No, you were a mistake, bruv. Right, so we were looking at obviously what the Fed. This is probably like hands down one of the most important things um, to keep an eye on this month because you've got CPI numbers coming out. You ha obviously had uh, the ECB uh, President uh, Lagarde. She's speaking a couple of times. Unemployment rates, uh, FOMC, another ECB press conference. Jesus Christ! Like, if you could go on holiday for a month, like this is probably the best month to do it in. We're going away next week, aren't we? So, but yeah, it's um, it's packed full of stuff. As I say, this one was a little bit longer, but um, if it's part of your kind of morning routine to just kind of flick through it, you should um be completely up to speed by the time you've read it. But um, there's a lot of stuff about the whole Bitcoin NFTs and Bitcoin DeFi narrative. There's some stuff that's happening on uh, Binance Chain or BSC, whatever they want to call it now. Um, some more LSD stuff like Dan was alluding to. Oh. Oh, are you enjoying this post? Yes, I am. Yeah, but uh, just go and check it out. It's in the description. It's all for free, as I say. Uh, we don't want anything from you. Just your little email address in there. But um, yeah, so what what else has been going on? Uh, the I sent you. I keep tagging you in a load of shit on on Twitter, Dan. But the um, the huge amounts of Bitcoin that have been moved following. Uh, I think it's like the the Bitcoin addresses that were tagged from the whole uh, Silk Road stuff. So I've got a couple of pieces up on here. So the Peck Shield alert popped off and it said 49,000 Bitcoin. So roughly around $1 billion from wallets related to US government law enforcement seizures have been transferred to Coinbase around 9.8K Bitcoin worth 217 million and 30K Bitcoin um, from the Silk Road. So are they going to just... They surely can't just offload, particularly on Coinbase. Surely there's like they've lined up some OTC dealer and um they're gonna use like the most obvious custody, which would be Coinbase. What what do you think? Well, it's um well well well, well firstly like I'm just I'm just a normal guy, so you know, sending sending a bajillion 
dollars worth of Bitcoin from my MetaMask to Coinbase absolutely blows my mind. I couldn't imagine storing that amount of money in my Google Chrome. That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> as for what as for what the US government's going to do, I don't know, man. Like, it seems like Coinbase is getting more and more in bed with the government. Um, so I don't know if there's something like behind the scenes that's going to be going on there. And like they do just do like a little sneaky backdoor kind of exit or maybe this is going to go pay for like build on base. So they actually get people building on base. <laughs> maybe that's a move. Jerry, have you got any opinions on what? what I think I think the most logical explanation is custody. But why wait this long? Because they've had possession of these bitcoins for a long time. Uh, so <laughs> is it custody? Logically, you'd, you'd think it was. Is it an OTC deal? It could be, but they wouldn't they be obligated to announce that, that they would be selling this Bitcoin in light of the fact that it is government property? Or does the government buy and sell stuff without notifying anybody? I don't know what the policy is in the States. So, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I, I think that's the most obvious use of of custody in the US though going through Coinbase. I know they've got a really good um solid kind of non-custodial um infrastructure there that a lot of people use. But yeah, it seems like a lot of the Silk Road Bitcoin that got seized, like it's quite an astounding number. Um but I don't know. They're not gonna well I'd like to say they're not gonna use Coinbase to just market sell. <laughs> That'd seem a bit fucking stupid if you ask me. But um it's uh you know Particularly with this and like the Mancox um, unlocks that are potentially happening, it just seems like, you know, it's not the greatest time to be in the market. I mean, Glassnode were reporting the same thing. Um, 40k Bitcoin from wallets associated with US government from the law enforcement seizure on the move. Approximately the majority appear to be internal transfers so far. However, 9,861 Bitcoin seized from the Silk Road hacker have been sent to our Coinbase cluster. So, yeah, I, I think they're probably just moving it for um, custody's sake. But, you know, like, why now? It's the question that I can't really get to the bottom of. So my, my question would be, like, what would happen if they were, they were moving it across a bridge and that bridge got exploited and then all this, like, Bitcoin just accidentally disappeared? Because we see so many bridge exploits. Like, what if somebody, <laughs> at the, at the you know... Obviously, obviously, like law enforcement's are all clean, but what if somebody was a bit dirty and you know a, a bridge hack accidentally happened and this nine thousand eight hundred sixty-one Bitcoin just like went poof? What if they re re rehacked it? Like what's been happening recently? Like, <laughs> if there was ever a time what, to rehack, that would be the time. Or what if they um, what if they're just gonna put it in Coinbase Earn and <laughs> some yield on it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine Gary Gensler, he'll lose his mind. It'll be amazing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. So um, this was quite interesting. So DB, which is the best and fastest news source, in my opinion, um, on Twitter. So commenting on the FTX balance sheets um, after everything's kind of came out in the wash. So um, $1.6 billion dollars worth of bitcoin owed to customer and they could only actually find one million dollars worth so like obviously huge kind of discrepancy there um so this is a non this is the kind of 
uh, breakdown of what the liquidators have found so far across. So if I bring up the kind of spreadsheet and talk talk you through, if you're listening on Spotify or whatever, um, I kind of kind of talk you through it. So so they have this, they have the assets in the left, and then customer payables, which is what they were supposed to have kind of held for customers to be able to be paid out, and then on the right next to that they've got located assets. So Bitcoin customer payables it was supposed to be one. F- and this is in millions, so 1.591 uh, um, Bitcoin in customer payables. So that's how much they should have had on record. And they've got like $1 million worth. So they've it's like a 16, 1,600x <laughs> discrepancy there. So where the hell is that? Um, similar sort of thing for Ethereum. There should have been $922 million worth, and they've got like $9 million located and the same thing happens to all kind of liquid assets so solana there should have been 118 million dollars worth of customer payables and they've located two million dollars worth so anything that was worth anything or anything that was liquid the amount they should have had on on their on their balance is completely unlocatable and that's left a deficit of 9.466 billion um, but then you've got category B, <laughs> which is quite funny, um, where they've got FTT. So they should have had 441 million of customers' assets, and they've located 130 million. <laughs> now this is this is the best bit. So they should have <laughs> they should have had 96 million dollars worth of maps tokens, but. They've actually located $1.004 billion worth of MAPS assets, um, which doesn't make any sense. So anything that was actually worth anything, they can't locate. Anything that's completely illiquid or potentially locked, they've got a surplus of, um, which is why it skewed the balance sheet so badly. Um, So they've actually got a surplus of these Category B assets like FTT, MAPS, Serum, Feeder, and Media, and all this other shit. Um, and it brings like the collective deficit to 8.693 billion. So they're still in the hole for an extremely large amount. So it doesn't look great for people waiting on um, creditors to figure this all out. All the while they're getting paid like, two grand an hour or whatever it is. So it it's just a complete shit show uh, from start to finish. And um, I've said goodbye. I've said goodbye to my FTX wallet. I have absolutely zero expectation of ever seeing it again. So, and anybody else who thinks they're going to get something out, I think barking up the wrong tree. It's mental. Alameda have got like a worse shitcoin bag than I have. Exactly. I mean, the fact the fact that they have a billion dollars in maps as opposed to the whatever 96 million that's supposed to be on record just proves that they were the video game developers and they made the rules at every turn in their own video game. I mean, they were printing their own thing when they wanted to, how they wanted to. Uh, and the fact that they still didn't make money just shows... <laughs> how useless they were in the process you know it's like it's unbelievable imagine being the house being the cards being the table and the dealer all rolled into one and still losing money You've got to be a special kind of stupid to do that or just Worse completely off your off your note all the time just yeah like uh but yeah this uh ignis 
posted this as well through the week. So remember our old friends from 3AC and the, the exchange that they were raising for. So there's been a little bit more um, come to light on that. So just a bit of a quick recap. Um, we got sent the 3AC pitch deck that they were raising for their exchange at the time was called GTX. Obviously, they've changed the name now to like OPNX or OpenX. And uh, Ignis has pulled up this great thread. So it's the landing page is looks like dog shit. And then the kind of tagline on, on, on the hero pages. Do you have money stuck on a crypto platform? Immediately unlock the value of your claim by trading into crypto or using collateral on OPNX. So they're literally going to let people claim a trade against the claims on the, on their exchange. And people will try this because people are going to try and revenge trade their way back. Um, the problem Correct. is if you end up getting fucked and liquidated, they're going to be in a position where they will hold the claims for those for said assets. But given what we've just seen, there doesn't seem to be much on the claims anyway, so I don't necessarily know if this has legs or whatever. But that's only on the FTX side. They've got um, Genesis, Celsius, BlockFi, Voyager, Holden, Nort, um, and a couple of shit, shit things as well. So um, it's like, Lord, give me the confidence and um, of these guys to kind of come back so quickly and try and pull this off. But yeah, I don't know. Any thoughts on that? I hope it fails miserably. I hope they really don't succeed. And I think it will be the best thing for the space that they don't succeed. And I don't mean that from a malicious, like harboring resentment to these guys. It's just, we can't allow for this kind of thing to happen. I think it will be really bad for the space and it will really just continue to reflect really poorly on us as community members. I think it's just the worst thing that can happen. The fact that these guys, I mean, they raised $25 million. It's like, I don't know. It just really doesn't feel right. I wonder who... Is that even enough to get like a, an exchange up and running anyway? Because that seems like peanuts when you compare it to something like Binance or, you know, one of like the, the smaller smaller exchanges. Yeah. I suppose it's... it's this is but what this is saying. It's like in a collaborative partnership with this CoinFlex team. And if they've already kind of got the infrastructure there it's just slapping a slapping a different kind of ui ux on top of it isn't it it's like same same pig different lipstick i suppose so i don't think it's just it's just another way for them to kind of stay liquid for over the course of time for they're going to be waiting a very very long time for the ftx claims like look at like what's happening with Mount Gox. that's only that's just that's only just coming to the coming to the market now but um I don't know, but like, what what leads us into this next bit is quite quite interesting, actually, because if you remember the famous tweet of "Yes, we did buy all the Stargate tokens" from Sam Chibuko back in the day, they they crafted a bot that effectively went into a bidding war with absolutely everyone on the auction of uh, the Stargate tokens when they were getting released, um, and what that did was it allowed you to buy at a specific price. I think there was like. Um, it was a it was a very very large amount that it, it cost them to buy, um, and effectively Alameda like programmed this bot and beat everyone else, and they'd effectively bought all the tokens in the first kind of two blocks. So, what's looming over the Stargate 
project and community, and I suppose layer zero as a kind of second order effect is that once those tokens um, vest, which shouldn't be too far off, they're in the hands of like this wallet that seems to be just like causing absolute chaos on chain. You've seen there's still kind of funds getting transferred all over the place. Um, and because it is such a large amount, they one don't want to give up the tokens to be able to get sold into the sold into their liquidity because Stargate own a large portion of their own um, liquidity. So it's like effectively just draining USDC or ETH from from their liquidity pool. And what and also if they were to do this after the fact. And the, the wallet that's holding the Stargate has a large amount of kind of governance sway and governance voting rights, then obviously it might not get pushed through. So what they're proposing is to to airdrop a new STG, STG token to all holders. Um, and it's in its past, past with like 90%, there was 2% abstain, 7% said no. I'd like to hear why people had said no. But, um, you know, it's just a bit of a funny one. Um, I think they're doing the kind of right thing because you never know what these kind of fuckers are up to and Stargate's been performing exceptionally well. So it, it shouldn't be the fault of their own that um, like these kind of bad actors have got such a large portion of the supply that they did through kind of this sniping bot effectively. So um, I don't know what you think of that. Yeah, they did land up using that sniping bot on that in, on that public sale, and they pretty much bought everything, didn't they? Didn't they buy like ninety percent of the supply, like within ten seconds? Uh, they hold like ten 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 percent of the supply in that wallet. And there's another one I've got here. They've they've got like uh, just under sixty nine. Ironically, just under sixty nine thousand uh, Stargate tokens. Uh, some <laughs> some were bought. Uh, sorry, some. Were received in november and then the most recent purchase was february 15th so one alameda research wallet does have a small portion it's only like 50 grand but it's still got something so maybe like the two percent that said no was that wallet i don't know but i think this is a good move by a stargate like whether it's a publicity stunt whether it's like something more i think it's really really good i don't think it's a publicity stunt i think they do they do see the danger of what it is that Alameda kind of harbors. We've seen, like like Grant said, there's there's been a lot of there's been a lot of shenanigans on that Alameda account uh, over the last couple of weeks, and I think Stargate is fearful that these guys will go and just do a massive dump, and they just want to take the power out of their hands. I think that's what this is. Uh, it seems like that's what it is, and that's why they had such a huge vote in favor. Hmm. I was just checking. I just check one of the because obviously you can see who's voted no. So I just scroll to the bottom of the the governance proposal. There was a quite a large no here, 166k v Stargate. Um, so yeah, I was just checking that to see if they've obviously still got theirs. But day in, day out. Your next career move could be the one you never imagined. Web3 Nomads. Everywhere jobs for anywhere people. Dunno. Anyway, I'll leave I'll leave that um proposal in the description if anyone's listening or anyone wants to check it out. But it's caused a bit of an issue for some projects like uh Eula who they've got um they've got some Stargate deposited into a contract and um if it was locked in 
in this contract over the period where the snapshot would be taken, then um, like in their in their borrowing pool, it's it's going to effectively not be liable to the new issuance of the token. So they've just voted under 100% yes on kind of withdrawing the tokens, holding them holding them bare while this whole snapshot and deposit happens. Um, so yeah, it's just yeah. They're just causing havoc even when they're not here, aren't they? So I think this all I happens have, on the 15th of March as well. So I have a question around the tokens that Stargate bought from FTX. Remember there was that deal that they did, but that would have been a separate deal, obviously, because I remember that um, Stargate identified a whole number of tokens when the whole FTX thing was unraveling and they said, We'll take them off your hands, and they bought the whole lot. I think that was like a really good move by Brian Pellegrino. But obviously, the, layer zero. The, was that layer zero? Okay, That's layer zero. Yeah. Okay. Apologies. Okay, so they managed to secure their position. Now, Stargates are back. Are basically with the same problem, um, and they're now trying to solve it in hindsight. That's basically Race, what this is. Right? It's basically, what happened with layer zero. Um, Alameda had is about a hundred and it's basically about hundred fifty million dollars worth of tokens. Brian uh, Pellegrino, like the, the the CEO of Layer Zero, saw saw obviously something was not right. Everything was going down. He's like, you know what, boys? Let me uh, let me uh, yeah. get the old wallet out, keep it on the card, and uh, he literally just bought like all of those tokens straight yes. back. No questions, no nothing. He was like, right, I want my tokens. You ain't messing up my project because it's my baby. It's going to be the best thing that happens this year. And, like, I want control. So that move from Brian Falazio was, like, probably one of the most Chad moves this year. Yeah, agreed. Um, Now Stargate are having to go and make things right. It just shows you, I think, like, there's the one player and then there's the other player. So but maybe Stargate couldn't have done anything anyways, but they're now forced to do something. And I think it's the right thing to do. We need to take, like I said, we need to take the power out of bad actors' hands. That's why we can't be having these other two coming along with what it is that they're planning. How could you possibly trust those guys? Anything that they say or do, unless it's in the contract on the blockchain, you don't want to have anything to do with those guys. That's my take on it. Right. What's this is a funny one. So from Vitalik started selling his shit coins that people sent to his address this week. <laughs> imagine, imagine sending Vitalik a whole lot of your shit coin tokens and expecting him to not sell them. Like really, guys, really. I think I think it's brilliant because what he's basically done is he's like, look, boys, I'm going on holiday in a couple of weeks. I need some spending money for me and my missus. Like, I'm buying like a really nice hotel. What what shit coins have I got? And dump it. So, what, oh, dude, it's what, hysterical. What was super funny? I was reading some of the comments, um, and apparently he's kept a moon bag of cult as well, oh, which is dude. hilarious. It's Absolutely hilarious. hilarious. Have a look. We I'll tank it and then I'll keep a moon bag. <laughs> it's funny, like all of the guys that were, um, so basically he dumped a massive bag of shit. I don't know what shit is. I've not looked into it, but on the, the wallets that I track, all of a sudden I got loads of notifications like shit, 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 shit. Like a load of people like just flipped it. Yeah, there you go. That's just, a like, Vitalik, Vitalik candle. Uh, yeah, man. How much did he make? How much did he make from that? Like 700, 700 grand. Grand. Yeah. 
Mate, that's, uh, that's a few cocktails by the beach in a, in a slightly nicer apartment. Yeah, but the, the, the thing is, the bit, the bit of history on it is he notoriously did this with Shib like two yeah. years ago. Or something, maybe two years ago, whatever it was. And um, obviously these shitcoin projects send like half the supply to Vitalik and then they just say like, oh, Vitalik's all and then it becomes a bit of a kind of meta game in and of itself but um he usually kind of donates the proceeds up but gives it to kind of good cause so um but yeah it's like there's been a few people that bought like the bottom and have turned like a decent profit i think i've got a uh where is it at oh i can't find it uh oh well um yeah someone bought the bottom and um oh here is so Due to Vitalik selling his shit yesterday, Smart Money made 96 ETH, 150K, with 14 ETH on shit, and then Arbitrage made 86.9 ETH, 140K, with 6 ETH. How did they do it? Um, I can imagine this just set off some some bots um, that were tracking this, or I, I can't imagine this was all done manually. Definitely bots. It's got, it's it's got to have been. Mm. I mean, unless they were just constantly monitoring. I mean, is it? I, I mean, really I've got a, I've got a question for you guys. Is it a good strategy to launch a shitcoin and then send half the supply to Vitalik, in light of the fact that he's going to do what he's going to do, and then you hope there's a bit of a meta game that happens first? Then uh, it depends. Like, was this person who just made like 150k? Was it one of the devs? Because it was one of the devs. He probably had it programmed to Vitalik's wallet. As soon as it dumped, it probably would have caught that and then bought the bottom. So maybe it's Dev hoping Vitalik does dump to make a quick flip. That's mm. one way of looking at it. But no, I would never, I would never send coins to like uh, Vitalik's wallet. Um, truth be told, like if you're going to play that dirty game, and I think it's a really fucking dirty game, there are better wallets out there to to do it to. And there's probably like slightly more. I don't want to say more influential people than Vitalik because he's obviously like the king of aubergines, but there are, you know, slightly more influential people within the realms of microcap shitcoins and whatever that you could probably like make a like smarter bet on. Gotcha. Just trying to see when he's actually sold it. Um... But TLDR, it's a stupid idea to send shit to Vitalik. Yeah, I don't know. I just it completely uh, backwards to me, but yeah. Um... You know the th the really interesting thing about you know doing this this wrap up every week is that it never ceases to astound me just the level of ridiculousness that we are subjected to. Like you know, normally like people would get subjected to this kind of ridiculousness over say a period of a month or even a year in some realities, whereas we get to deal with this <laughs> stuff on a weekly basis. This guy made a billion dollars. This guy moved. 500 million dollars around this this you know balance sheet is out by eight and a half billion dollars i mean like the conversations that we have i think if we had to take like snippets of these conversations and play them to somebody outside of the context of crypto they would think that we were living in in like i don't know an alternate reality of sorts it's just insane they probably think we're like soup soup pushers right with like fountain pens <laughs> in our pocket and a nice little handkerchief in the other one. Because right? this is the kind of shit you'd expect to have in like these Wall Street 
um, like banking firms or hedge funds where we're talking about billions of dollars going missing. There's theft. There's, you know, dirty laundry going around. No, nah, mate, it's just crypto. This is a week on crypto Twitter with uh, Big Hot Mama 69. Mental. <laughs> Did you see the DeFi Llama browser extension? I haven't downloaded it yet, but I thought it was um, worth talking about. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth talking about. I mean, we actually chatted about this. It's like, you know, what is DeFi Llama's playbook? You know, what are they planning to do? Like in the, you know, you kind of wonder what a business's mission, what the mission of a business is. And it's like DeFi Llama is just pretty much positioning themselves to do everything at this point in time. Like, is there anything these guys can't do? It's really a, something, something to watch at the moment. I think it's just a bunch, bunch of good guys building good tech um, mm. and just having a lot of fun doing it. Like I can imagine the team behind DeFi Llama, probably Gigabrain devs, and the way they get to showcase their Gigabrain is by creating actual tech that's useful. And that's what they've done. Yeah. So the, the Chrome extension, obviously for like all the shit they do. Um, so they've tagged a load of wallets. Um, just like just looking at them now, frequent extra to rare NFT, enjoy Ukraine, Ukraine donor, Gitcoin donor and all this kind of shit. So um, what you can do, just go, go and see, you can use the Chrome extension and then go into Etherscan. It allows you to effectively have a layer on top of Etherscan with a little bit more clarity about what's going on. Also helps kind of um, the accuracies in account balances and, and prices of any assets that you've got in wallets on there. Um, and one of the really, really good features, what I really like is um, you can whitelist specific wallets because they've got they've got a list they've got like the llama list of urls that people should use if they're ever unsure about what um urls they're using just in case there's phishing links and things like that so you can whitelist um urls there that's pretty cool um yeah i haven't tried it out yet um i will get around to it probably at the weekend but yeah i i just don't i'd love to know their end game but i suppose that's them showing their their cards like I, I can imagine someone's going to come in and just offer them stupid money for the full thing but i don't know they can't live off donations for the rest of their life i don't think but i know they've got a big optimism donation but uh it's know. a shame we it's a shame we don't have stupid money to go and offer them money so we could go and buy that and then just demand that they carry on doing the same thing imagine <laughs> having that kind of money just like because they are a, they're a net positive to this whole thing. Now, this is the opposite of what I was talking about early on. You know, you've got Tweedledee and Tweedledum coming back from the dead, raising a whole lot of money, and then trying to basically scam people all over again. Whereas here, you've got just a bunch of dudes building cool stuff and actually not really asking anything in return. You know, like, and they should be valued at billions of dollars just off the back of that. So all hail the DeFi llamas. I agree. Yep. Um, is there any other points that you want to bring up? Is there anything happening? I know there's the Perpy launch happening this week, next week, 16, I think it is. That's been such a cool story. I know that Dan's been following that quite closely. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna write some stuff about them because they just I just love this like this approach of like let's 
come up with an idea and then present it to the community and then actually listen to the community. You know, and the community said, guys, we've seen way too much messiness around, you know, these public sales. And, you know, obviously the the uncapped sales have been an absolute train smash, in my opinion. You know, I think, you know, with Trove and with Factor, sure, the guys raise some some money and they get to now build their projects, which is amazing. But from the invest from the investor's perspective, I don't think either of those those charts are trading above public sale price, which is I think is is sad. And I think that listen, I, I don't have a problem with with markets doing what markets do, and charts going up and down. But when you when you when your entry <laughs> when your entry is way above on the chart and the chart's way down here, it's not a good thing. So what these guys did is that they came up with a strategy to to maybe cap and the community said no maybe the cap is too high and they've now dropped the cap they've relooked they're launching on the 16th i suspect that maybe the five million might be a little bit high you know on the cap i would have preferred to have seen like a three and a, a three to three and a half but let's see i mean the fact that these guys are only taking 10 percent of from the team from a tokenomics perspective speaks volumes you know, it's for me, that's like the big indicator. How much is the team taking? These guys are only taking 10%. It's one of the lowest I've ever seen. Yeah, the pu- the public, because I don't think, I think it was a, I think it was a downstream effect of the fact that the initial public sale was going to be like 50%. And Correct. like, that's kind of an, yes. that's like an unheard of distribution. Now you're probably looking at five to, if you're lucky, 15% public mm. um, you just don't you just don't see it anymore like you used to see it in the like two three four year ago and things like that and like it the, the distribution looked more like what they were trying to do back back in back in the olden times <laughs> but um correct but what but what that what that inadvertently did was because they were going to open that up fully to the public to buy that meant that the raise was going to be um, like the cap was going to be like 12 million or something like that. Yes. And obviously that, and it's kind of a couple of ways to look at it. If, if Trove didn't go the way it did with like the uncapped um, launch, particularly through Camelot, um, then maybe, you know, people would have been a bit more warm to the idea, but I think they've kind of, a few people have been scalded on that. So kind of, try to throw the baby out with the bathwater as it were but um yeah so they've they've kind of listened they've listened to what people's feedback is they haven't just said fuck it we're just going to try and raise the 12 million um and then they've kind of they've reconfigured it public sales out 25 percent try to raise 5 million i think five is pretty much pretty fair to be honest i don't i don't want to put i think so too i think so too i mean re- realistically but i i would much rather have taken a little bit more of a conservative approach and maybe looked at say three and a half four but you know what's what's kind of like i don't think that one million or one one million and a half is going to really make that much of a difference so i mean at the moment they're hard capping it at five prices at 0.02 um dollars 250 million prr to be released which is 25 percent of the total supply march 16th um is when they will be doing the public sale till March the 19th. So they're doing three days. It'll be interesting yeah. to see. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I suppose what's it, what, what isn't shown on here as well is because they've, uh, 
because they are doing 100% public sale, it's, there's no kind of prior private round investment as well. So there's yeah, no over, there's, so there's no big or large overhang. So, um, you know, you know who else is going to be doing something quite similar to this, and I think they're going to take it possibly a step further. Are the unstoppable guys? So their whole, their whole kind of like their sales pitch effectively is a community dex, as opposed to a community dex that aims to replace central exchanges. Um, I think it's a really bold statement to make, kind of like saying, "Well, we're going to give it to the community straight off the bat." I mean, that's almost like saying, "Okay, well, we're going to create a dex and give it to the community." On day one that's their plan let's see how they go about doing it um uh we've been kind of looking into it and i'm going to put something out there quite soon in terms of like just you know just breaking it down and trying to make sense of like okay so how do we take you know the normal kind of like we'll own it and then we'll give it to the community afterwards because that's that's the playbook right we'll set it up we'll do everything the way we think it should be done and then we'll hand it over to the community and these guys are saying no we're going to give it to the community straight off the bat um let's see how it plays out should, should be interesting yep anything else from you not i think just kind of finishing it off with some charts i know that you said that there were you know, there's always activity out there. You know, there's always something happening, irrespective of how messy things are, because things are messy at the moment. If we look at the, the Bitcoin chart over the last week, we've been trading in a range of like, I think, $10. I mean, yes, I am exaggerating, <laughs> but it's not far off. You know, it's kind of like, it's insane, really. And it's only really started moving in the last two days. Um, if you just go, yeah, if you go to the daily, I think it's, I think the last two days it started to move and then for a week it was just it was sideways only um mm. you know we had that liquidation event where binance decided to to essentially liquidate all the australians like no warning nothing they just like no the australian government said that you guys aren't allowed to be trading on leverage we'll close your positions just like that and then we had that liquidation candle um I'd rather um, just I'd rather everything just nuke than have yes the the couple of days around this period where it was just like no man's land for such a long period of time. Um, I don't know. I don't even know what Ethereum's doing. I haven't checked it in such a long time. But Ethereum's actually surprisingly held out quite well, to be honest. And you know, in light of all the fud that quite a few of the big accounts have been. Like putting out there on on crypto Twitter, you know it's you know Shanghai unlock. It's like really bad. Like things are going to go to go to Hades, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's actually doing quite well at the moment, from from my understanding of it. Yeah, I think I think a lot of what's going to be happening like this month with all the the unlocks. Or sorry, uh, next one with the unlocks. I think it's going to be a bit of a it'll be a, a bit of a nothing burger in in the grand scheme of things because. Now people have yes, people have access to the Ethereum, but it doesn't mean they're just gonna like dump it like straight away. Like if you've had a, a dead and underwater bag for like the last, you know, two and a half, three years, you're probably not in too much of a hurry to sell it because you've, you know, spent the last two and a half years grafting in the real world, you know, making like some real money, um, that you've probably like, you know, started to invest in, in other things. It also opens up potentially like the gateway to uh, a TradFi because now you can actually utilize and use that Ethereum. Like you, you can you can transact, you can like pull it in, pull it out, pull it in, pull it out. So I think 
I think subtly, like Shanghai, it'll be a bit of a, oh my God, like Darth Maul Wick. But I think long term, I think we'll be good. And it's, it's on the... a few, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a, it's on a queued basis as well. Like it's not all just going to unlock and everyone's going to be immediately sell it. I think that's completely backwards to kind of suggest that it's there will be a queued queued basis for allowing people in and people out. So, um, and how many like people, my, how my many opinion, people my opinion on it, my opinion on it's that because people will know it's redeemable, um, you can have effectively. Um, the one-to-one -one backing of Stake Teeth and, and ETH is you Stake and participation is going to increase anyway, so I think it's a bit. How many people are in profit that have been locked? Is it only like twenty percent or less? Uh, it's gone up as like the price of Ethereum went up. It was those uh, twenty percent when the price was around the twelve hundred mark. Um, yeah. Hill, Hill, Bobby, or Hill Daddy. I did a really good uh, Dune dashboard. We've linked in a couple of newsletters before. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, the date you want to be looking at right now um, is going to be uh, March the 14th, which is the final part of their like dress rehearsal to make sure it's all gone okay, which is on the Gorelli testnet. Now, the reason why I think Gorelli, you can then, you can now look at, you know, if you really want to go DGen, you can now look at like the Gorelli ETH actual token and coin, which pumped 80% yesterday. But in theory, like if devs do need the Gorelli, you know, testnet token for it on the 14th there might be some movement there i don't have a bag um it's just something to keep an eye on once Grady gets like the Grady testnet has been tested and it's all good to go then we're looking at probably like the first or second week of april for shanghai to actually uh go live now because they had a few minor little bugs in um in the this the the previous one which i always struggle to say the name of so i won't and embarrass myself but you know, I think I think it's good that they have delayed it by like a week or two, but Gorelli will be the big one, March fourteenth. Just another thing that's um, that's been very much on my radar. I mean, I don't have any exposure to it at all, unfortunately. Is is obviously Berichain. You know, we've we've spoken about it. You know, with a lot of humor and like the chain that doesn't exist. I mean, obviously it does exist. Um, you know, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that it does. Uh, I think that's going to be like something that's 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 really significant. I know that Dan, you covered quite a lot of the Shibarium stuff as well. You know, this is stuff that's happening at the moment that's actually making people like a serious amount of money. I don't know if it's really. I think you really got to know what you're doing to 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 get the benefit of it. I'm staying away just because I don't have the time. But I think if I did, I would. From my perspective, you know, not financial advice, but I would definitely spend some time looking at, you know, where are the opportunities lying, particularly with Shibarium and with Bearer Chain. That's just what my instincts tell me, you know. It's like if I see something and it looks good and there's a lot of attention, generally there's something there. I know that, you know, the NFTs are a big part of what Bearer Chain is about. I know that there's a couple of projects that are launching them at the moment. It's very hard to... To be specific, I know I'm being very like vague about it. It's hard to be specific about it because it really is a great example of like these subcultures and 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 even cult-like followings that that crypto does create. And I think Bearer Chain is definitely one of those things. And you can't be fading those those cult-like things. You know, it's like 
it's strong and it's like there's momentum and there's a lot of money that's going into this at the moment. And I think that if you play your cards right, you can really make bank. And I think Shabarium is the same thing. There's some there's some really good accounts on Twitter at the moment that are speaking, you know, the, the full picture of what's happening with Shabarium. I think Fitzy was one of them that I actually saw that he was like really banging on 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 what was happening with ships. So maybe worth checking him out. Um I just don't have the time, so kind of like FOMOing a bit, but I'm not going to get trapped. Do you, do, you want, do you want to know where the, like the, the next cult's going to be? I let into a little secret. Come a little bit closer. I let into a secret. Tell me. It is in the blockmates Discord. It's in the blockmates <laughs> Discord. They're right there. They're yeah. creating the, the next biggest cult in crypto. <laughs> do you want to have a? Do you want to have a few spins on iconic markets, and we'll give the whatever we. Well, there'll probably be nothing left after we've, we've had three rounds of it, but um, we'll give we'll give anyone who's a newsletter subscriber, we'll pick one newsletter subscriber who gets the proceeds. So um, we've got we've got a twenty dollar spin each. So um, got it's over a one minute time for it time horizon. If it is is it going to increase or is it going to decrease? So def- definitely yeah. going to decrease. All right. All right, lock it I'm, in. I'm, 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 a, I'm a moon boy, so I'm going to say only up. Well, you might want you might want to see how this one plays out first. <laughs> now, I, I, the thing I've learned is count count trade Jedi, and it, and you'll be fine. It's so true. It's like so true. All right, so while that one's counting down, so that's at twenty one thousand six hundred forty four. Jerry said it'd be it'd be lower than that. Um, we're currently currently in the currently in the green. Oh no, we're currently in the red. <laughs> Thirty seconds. Come on, come on, you bears. Come on. <laughs> come on don't don't be so I can pump it. Come on. Oh no, we're 10. winning. We're winning. No, no, it's gonna check, check, check. It's going five dollars. Come on, stay, stay down. Twenty seconds, stay down, man. <laughs> this, thing is so, this thing is so. Oh, it's gonna, it's like, gonna fuck you at the last minute. <laughs> and of course, it will. Nice. It's built to do that. It's like open trade underwater immediately. That's hard work. I might actually, I might <laughs> no, actually I win it. You've got dude. it. I've got it, dude. Yeah. Got it. Okay, let's see how Dan right. does. Right, so Dan, it locked the time. It locked the time in after this. Um, but what do you want to go higher, low? I'm going up, Moon Boy. Moon Boy. Come on, come on, baby. Get me out of the basement for the weekend. Come on. So whatever, whatever we, whatever we've won, or whatever the kit is at the end, we'll. Uh, if you're a newsletter subscriber, we'll pick one randomly you can use those roulette things for our email list can't you and we'll pick one out so see it's but, still um, done still done come on dude flip it to, on, a, to a green bounce no bounce. it's up where on the next where where on the next one so what have you got for the next one what did you vote dan voted up i'm gonna vote up as well on the one after that all right so dan dan's is live now the locked-in price. That's green, huh? It's 39. Come on. Pamp it, boys. Pamp it. Come on. Come on. That's it. Let's, let's have a look at the chart. Come on. 
Oh, look at that. Look, here we go. Look, we're going to reclaim the area above. The one minute charge. You guys have lost your mind. Seriously. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is what DJN looks like. This is what DJN looks like one. right here. So, so you're, lock, you're locked in Come price on, 20, stay green. 637. 20 seconds. Stay green. 637. Hmm. You want to be able to see 641 now. Come on, boys. Come on. Have showed that. Come on. Come on. Come on, big point, Bears. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Pump it. Come 10 on. seconds. Yeah, I think it looks all right. green, but it's about $3. Come on. Come on. Mate, I'll buy me a, a nice steak bait down Greg's today as well. Love it. You got it. <laughs> well done, dude. Two out, two out of three. Mine's up Come on, now. Boys. Come on, boys. So we started we with a... 70. Oh. Why do we only have 45? Because we've got 20 in here. Oh, we still have 20. Okay, cool. We've been meaning so, to do this for ages, haven't we? Yeah, it's yeah. Quite cool, quite cool to actually do it now. Whoa, look at that. Look at that. It's going to reclaim it. Look at that. Pamp it, boys. Come on. Oh, we're going to be loaded. <laughs> Maybe I... <laughs> uh, epic. Should start, doing some big, should start doing some big boy spins on it. Actually, it's no, quite a cool. I, I really love this moonwreck thing, dude. I think it's really well done. Just taking DJ into a whole new level. Come on, look at that! Look at that! Come on, keep it going. Big payday. So it could be like hundred dollars getting distributed out to use. Like wow! Look at that! Oh, yes. Did we win? <laughs> we won it. Fucking nailed it! Three out of three. Four three out of three. Dude. Well done. Nice. So, so we yeah, just made um, $14.95. Bargain. Look at that. No, there's, there's, there's more. No, we're not there. done. It's still calculating the next one. Still, there's another one to come in, isn't there? Yeah. I think it's about... So it's about $100. So if you're not... We will... We'll have a look at it on Monday. So $120. $120. Oh, look at, check that out. We almost 2 x We almost 2 x in three in three minutes. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, uh, that's right. epic. If you can, if you can't find me, I'll be playing this all day. <laughs> oh no, dude! Might, stay away. There might from not this be thing. any money left. Yeah, yeah. There might not be any money left to give to the su subscribers. But yeah, we'll we'll pick it out. We won't pick it by the weekend because this this recording will come out on the Friday. We'll give people a chance over the weekend to um, subscribe, and then if you're in that list by the nap for for next Monday's newsletter, next Tuesday's newsletter, then one winner out of there will have won that. So we should try pull these in every every week. I think it'd be fun. And come in. Um, all right. Anything else? Is that it? No, just like, subscribe, and do the jazz. You know. Yeah, we're in we're in we're in Dubai next week. So if you guys are in Dubai, come say hi. Um, We'll be the two idiots wandering around aimlessly trying to find the side events that don't seem to be happening. Um, so, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. We'll see you next week then. And uh, catch you later.